we're going on to Zoom. Hello, everybody. It's another Thursday night, and the magnificent trio are back. <laughs> I dare say so myself. Guys, I like that name. Um, it's Giselle and Gum <laughs> and myself, Sidoni, and we are back for another chat. Um, we hope you've had a good week so far. And as usual, we hope um, this conversation will bless and enrich you guys as, as much as it does us. So, um, yes, let's start off. This week, we're going to talk about the grace of God. Um, and as Christians, the three of us especially, how what we understand that to be and how that can play out in our lives. Um, so I'll start with Jungum, the grace of God. When you hear that term, what do you think it to mean? Oh, I think to me, grace means an undeserved blessing. Okay. So, yeah, that's what it means to me. Getting something that you really have no business getting, but mm. it's a product of God's love and generosity. Towards us. Okay, that's good. Gee, what about you? Grace of God, how does that? What do exactly, you think? Exactly the same thing as Nathan just said, because, mm. you know, for his love, there's nothing we could ever do to earn it. Mm. there's nothing we could uh, there's no amount of money we could ever buy his love with or his grace mm. Mm. so it you know, it is given to us freely and we're, not, we're really not worthy of it are we really mm. and, it, and, it, and it is because he loves us that we've got his grace mm. yeah very very much so yes mm. okay so i know sometimes people um talk about saving grace as well um, and that there's you know the saving grace and there's you know I think grace for living um saving grace then would be the grace that Paul for example refers to that we're saved by grace um mm -hmm. through in Christ alone um but for grace grace for living you know you know like sometimes just to speak Christianese you know when we speak when we're about to say something and we're like you know by God's grace, um, mm -hmm. or even in, in um, I think it's in Corinthians, um, you know, Paul talks about Jesus saying, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. Um, mm -hmm. When you sort of hear about that, that's, that seems like a different angle of, of grace almost, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So what would you call, I mean, how would you define that when people are speaking to Christians and then they hear you know, Christians say, you know, by God's grace, I'll get there tomorrow. Um, I think, I, I think it just means, uh, again, just if God allows this, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you could die that night, you know, you're yeah. living just because God is allowing you to live. So yeah. I think sometimes also it's almost, how can I put it? Um, I would say, actually, Pigeon English really captures this well. It'll say, if God agree, it's as if, mm. you know, like, so if everything the Lord wills it. Yeah, yes, exactly. So if everything is in God's will, right, and plan. So if God says it's going to happen, then yes. So I suppose grace, in a sense, then is God permitting things to happen in that context. Right, okay. And and Giselle, you know, when we speak of, of grace, and I know Paul in his letters um, speaks extensively of grace i mean he probably mentions grace a lot in the new testament this idea of grace and grace and grace 
Um, and, you know, so when I hear of, of grace, as, as we said at the start, it speaks to an undeserved favour. But it also speaks to me of the fact that I can't achieve um, you know, God's blessing and God's promise by myself. It speaks of the fact that, you know, my own workings and my own doings can't get me the promise. Mm-hmm. There's a grace there. So, Giza, how would you explain that perhaps to a new Christian or to somebody who's pondering Christianity and thinking, um, because, you know, obviously I think perhaps Christianity is probably unique in the way that it, it, it is because it's almost, not almost, it's 100% dependent on works that have already been done by Christ. Um, Christianity is probably the only religion that is heavily focused on the done as opposed to the do. A lot of religions out there appear certainly appear to me to be do religions as you do this, you do that, and, you know, you give money to the poor and, and you pray X amount of times a day. And so a lot of other religions there appear to be you do religions, but Christian Christianity seems to be a done religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in how would you sort of explain the concept of this? you know, the difference of Christianity to maybe a new Christian and the part that grace has to play in that. Right. Before I answer that, I'm going to say what Sharon wrote in the group. She said, good evening, ladies. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Oh, Sharon. That is... Oh, Sharon, have a clap. Yeah, that, that is that, absolutely powerful. That, that, that really Ooh. is. Well, okay, now, how, how, how would you explain God's grace to a new Christian? Uh, first of all, tell them to forget about everything that you've been taught about Christianity beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's too many things going about. There are too many dom- denominations are saying mm-hmm. different things and all the rest of it. Mm. And I think his absolute wonderful grace can just get clouded a lot of, in, a, in a lot of times. As you said, you know, there's a lot of uh, religions out there that you know, you have to do, you have to do, you have to do. Mm. Well, there's even some denominations in Christianity that say that too. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And it, it, it's wrong. It, it really is wrong. Um, like, you know, with, with, and I know we'll touch on it in a different so, uh, uh, talk another time, but mm. even with a lot of the new age stuff, they're mm. saying that there are more ways to heaven than right. through, through through Jesus, being mm. by your good works or like a lot of the uh, prosperity preachers, you know, send me all your money and you'll mm. uh, uh, get a spot in heaven and all the rest. Mm. But no, that's all absolutely wrong. So I would tell, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Pardon me. So I would tell people, forget about everything that they've heard about Christianity before, mm. and let's take a look at the starting at the uh, New Testament. Let's mm. take a look. I first of all, let's read the book of John. Mm. And then from the book of John, I would go on and read maybe Acts and Romans and mm. uh, uh, yeah, Acts and Romans and uh, Galatians and Hebrews. And then mm. come back to Matthew, Mark, Luke and possibly John again. Mm. But by then, with even just reading the four Gospels, you're going to get a whole better meaning of what God's grace is. Mm. Mm. I, I believe. 
Yeah, and it's a good point you make there, Giselle, because you know, even within a lot of Christian denominations, they preach the gospel and something else, you know, and they sort of make people think that if they don't have that and something else, they're not Christian. Um, yes. But that almost kind of turns it into a, a works thing, into a it's yes. the gospel plus something that you have to do. And you yes. know, and yeah, and I've certainly sort of been in, in in churches um or congregations where you're made to feel like maybe if you don't speak in tongues you're not a Christian enough or you haven't received the Holy Spirit. That's the only by the way, guys. Well, you know, because it, it's it's that thing of preaching. I mean in Galatians, yeah. for example, Paul talks about the, you know, and, and I think maybe the thing in his day or certainly with the Judea Christianity, Christian church at that time was circumcision. In Galatians, Paul talk, in Galatians, Paul talks about them preaching another gospel because they're preaching a gospel plus circumcision right. as a way to get to 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 God. But this day we we have them all around us. You know, it's mm. it's yes, you know, we're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if you can't, you know, for example, speak in tongues, or if you don't give 10% tithe, yes. um, you know, you're not a Christian or you perhaps haven't received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that sort of, like like um, Giselle was saying, that erodes the importance of grace and that yes. grinds on the importance of grace because the minute you start adding things onto it, then it's not really grace, is it? Because we said it at the start, like, it's undeserved favour. So you really don't. Yeah. And now you're working for it. And that's really um a very good point, particularly um you, you guys might just think we're a bit much on the side, but I have to say, particularly in this age where we have, you know, a lot of um stuff being brought online, you know, like Sidoni said, I think historically, I think I came up in a works-based religious culture even though it wasn't really presented like that when i look now it was okay you pray this number of prayers you mm. do you, you know you do these certain things um mm. if you commit a sin you do this so it, it felt very much works based right i didn't really hear that much about grace and this is not to say because clearly paul tells us that we should be living sacrifices right we should be working mm-hmm. in god's kingdom but there is a difference between working in god's kingdom because you love god and you're mm. so grateful for your salvation. That's when you're working out your salvation. That's mm. a different thing from, you know, thinking, okay, if I give alms, God is going to um, like to gain your like, salvation. You can't, you can't do anything to make God love you more. Mm. Like, come on, it, that, then you God wouldn't be God if you could control him like that, That's you know. True. And this, this is the thing with grace, because I feel like, particularly in this age, where we see the prosperity gospel and kind of new age seeping into the church, Mm. if you are not careful your relationships with god could become very transactional mm-hmm. you know because um and one of the examples i'll use here is certain people you know let's take the example of the next seat sewing right okay. where you hear people say that oh for they pray for something to happen you have to give a certain amount or if you i mean this is the worst thing no one should ever do this you'd never pay a profit but you know, people who would say these things, right? Mm. And they, they mean it. They're like, okay, you're, you've come for this healing. You need to put this seat down first. Like, what? Who do you think God is? <laughs> mm. Mm. 
So, and believe me, if you get, if you, if you are brought into Christianity in that culture, because for many people, it's a cultural thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then people begin to feel like, oh, I must give a seat for this to happen. And look, by his stripes, you were healed, not mm -hmm. even are healed. So if God is not going to sit and say, I'm not going to heal your broken leg because he didn't give yeah. me money. Think mm -hmm. about it. God could allow the NHS to exist. Mm. <laughs> he has to pay money, right? Yeah, sure. Why is he going to do these things? So you need to think about it. It's, it's good. I feel like there are times when the Holy Spirit moves us to give, right? Mm. There are certainly times when I've that's had the key some word, kind of, isn't there? That's like your move. Yeah, too. you're moved. You're and there are times it. when mm. something happens, right? And you, you give an offering to God in thanksgiving. That comes from your heart. I don't know, maybe you pass an exam or you get that job and you're like, oh God, I'm so grateful. I'll give this money to the homeless just to show you how grateful I am. That's a mm. seed, guys. Mm. You know, this is not always something that a pastor or a prophet or whoever. So my problem with that is that a seed in itself is not a bad thing, but you have to be very wary of transactional relationships with God because then you put yourself in control. You're almost remote controlling God. Mm. let's face it that's god is probably like what, what what are you thinking what do you think you're doing yeah <laughs> god is probably like if i strike you down i'll just leave yeah. you i'll let you come to your and realization you know, that's a very good point you made that's a very good point you make because you know i know there's also in in certain denominations there's the idea or it's certainly put across as the idea if you can earn god's grace and I'm, I'm trying to pick my words really carefully because, I, you know, it's a very thin line between what's said and done. And and I suppose it all comes from, from the heart and it's all with the motive. And it's, you know, God's grace is there and it's undeserved. You can't earn it. But, you know, it's, it's grace. Yeah. We can be deserve it. <laughs> Some crazy things. I mean, that makes me, let me ask you too, because obviously you're good Bible scholars. There is a thought, right, in certain churches where, like, okay, a great, like people will say somebody has a grace for something. I don't even know if that's just church needs or something, right? Where they will yeah. say, like, somebody has, like, maybe they pray for people a lot and they get the gift of healing. And then they'll, they'll be like, oh, that they have a grace for healing or something. And then people will say something like, if you want that quote and unquote grace that that person has, if you kind of sow a seed into their life, you'll get it. Ladies, Please explain to me how that happens. I don't. I don't know because that is a thing. It is a thing me, in a lot up, of churches. I, oh, for yeah, for sure. I hear that, and I've, I've certainly, I've heard it as well. But for me personally, when I hear that, the curtains come down because you know. And, <laughs> but that's because I believe that God is the giver of all good and perfect gifts, mm. and. A gift is something I don't deserve. And yes, I may ask yes. for it. And sometimes he may be moved in his sovereignty as God over, you know, heaven and the earth. He may be moved by my petitions sometimes to do what I ask him to do. But sometimes as well, it's got to be according to his will. Mm -hmm. And he may be moved to give you that gift, but he may be moved to not give you that gift. So, yeah, because that gift could be, again, your motive, right? Let's yes. say that gift could bring you pride and God might yeah. be like, no, you know, and, and your soul is far more important to me than a gift yeah, that's going to destroy you. The end from the beginning. But, so he can certainly see how far yeah. down that route is going now. Yeah. Because I always wonder like, what's the origin of this thinking? Is there some kind of biblical basis for it? You know, do you know, or do you know, G? I, I, just I know that, that in, in the Old Testament, people 
you know, um, I'm thinking now about Elijah, where the widow was asked to feed him. Like I know people have done works in the lives of prophets. Um, or, you know, God will say, go here and here and meet so and so and so and so will give you bread. And, and you know, and then whilst, I think it was Elijah, I might be wrong. But whilst he was in the house, um, you know, I think the woman's son was ill or something and he performed the miracle there. Like I can, I can see how God will make that happen. But I don't think, God allowed him to heal that boy because the woman fed him. And I have heard that preached as well. Like, like her feeding him didn't isn't what gave him the power to, to heal the, the boy. Like, do you know what I mean? It can get so mm-hmm. twisted sometimes. Yeah. I mean, G, what do you make of it? Yeah. First of all, G, can somebody give somebody alms to get a gift? No. If so, because I never find a biblical for that simple simple they cannot it's almost you know what makes what what that reminds me of actually it's actually kind of negative remember the story of simon the sorcerer yes Mm -hmm. because he was like oh can i buy this gift Mm -hmm. (laughs) what did peter say to him your money perished with you so Mm -hmm. i just find it i don't know how this thing found its way into the church Mm. but you know i will say it's certainly as an african you hear this a lot in african churches oh yeah where I know it's so. almost like oh if you go and sow a seed into so so and so you will get their mantle or grace and i'm just like but how like i like know, you I, know, I, know, I know exactly how it's got into the church so. satan, satan brought it in mm. um, yeah it's, it's yeah, yeah. church is the world over satan rules the churches not the holy spirit and that's and that's where it's come in. And all this, you know, I don't even like hearing you. Know, I've heard prophets, apostles saying that, you know, oh, when I die, before I die, I'm going to give Joe Bloggs my mantle. Yeah. Oh, that is the thing. You know, I heard a crazy story, apparently. And this is weird. <laughs> apparently, Sidonis, why are you laughing? Oh, here we go. <laughs> go and sleep on people's graves to get a mantle. Is that, that not is, necromancy? That is total demonic. That really is. God gives us our mantle. That's what witch doctors in Africa do, you know. Yeah. Well, so, it, it, it's supposed to be that two large ministries out of California did that hmm. as well. You, I mean, it's so creepy. <laughs> what would you want? So, so, this yeah. is the thing I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, right? Because obviously Elijah gave his mantle to Elisha. But if you really want a mantle like that, you think God can just give you a new one? <laughs> like a brand new fresh mantle for you. No, you I think, yeah, the obsession with mantles is, is a bit of a thing. You know, guys, I think the more I begin to understand <laughs> church culture. But you, know, but, yeah. but, but you know what we should do as well? We should really look at God's grace like a mm. bridge. Mm. The bridge that God has made, that He maintains and mm. is well maintained, mm. and for us to cross over. That's mm. it. I think that's just in a very simple nutshell. It's so like, poetic mm. there. Like, like, As you were saying, you know, I was actually picturing a bridge in my head. A, a gorgeous bridge. And you, know, as we're all talking there, I remembered things about it. You, know, His grace, it does four great things in our lives. Okay. Mm. And it's written in Genesis chapter 41. It's a lifter of man. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
in Genesis 6, it delivers. Mm. In uh, Hebrews 12, it guarantees kingdom service. And in 2 Corinthians 8, it destroys poverty. Now, does that mean we're going to get financial? <laughs> oh, I hear that. No. I like that. You dropped that right in there. No, no, no. It could be spiritual riches. Yes. Fact, I, I do believe that's what it is, is spiritual riches. Mm -hmm. I know it's like mm -hmm. what we're, you, you, you were talking about earlier on about the, some of the horrible things are going about some denominations that if you don't speak in tongues, you're not a Christian. If you don't do extra work, you're not a Christian. And loads of people, if you're not physically healed or you have no faith, that's a load of bunkum. Oh, that's a problem. That's a yeah. problem. That In fact, is. yeah, that, that is a problem. And I think it's important for people because I don't think sometimes people realize that grace is a free thing. Like you were saying, Sidoni, it's almost like people feel, and this is the problem with people having to maybe pay for something. Because if I feel that I can pay for somebody to get a grace, why would I not feel that I have to earn grace a certain way, right? Mm. And then... You know, one of the things that I loved about um, something Derek Prince wrote about what makes Christianity stand out is that we rely on the grace of God, right? It's just accepting Jesus Christ. That's all you need through grace by faith. And that's it. The, and he said the reason why God did that, and I think it's somewhere in the Bible, is because human beings, if God could allow you to mm. earn His a place in his kingdom grace. through your works, Oh, you will never yeah. hear the end of it. Human beings will mm. turn around and tell God how they invented God. So mm. it can basically bring pride. Mm. And so the fact that you come into God's kingdom just by his love, his mercy, his grace, it should humble you because you just sit and think, I didn't do anything, yet I have all mm. of this. Mm. Yes. And, you know, we're, we're talking about this and um, Romans, I think there's Romans 5.15 says that the free gift the free gift is not like the trespass for if many died through one man's trespass much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man Jesus Christ abounded for many so it's a free gift like don't let anybody yeah. be telling you to pay for stuff yeah um, if you're not free being follow Jesus you know, and um, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10 says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace okay, towards that. me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. And there's, the, you know, this is like, when you realize that grace and you appreciate the free gifts that you've received through grace so through undeserved favor you can't help but to work hard as a response to that love that you've been shown and and you know work hard is not physically Work hard is, you know, work hard for the things of the kingdom. Work hard, you know, in evangelizing. Work hard in spreading the gospel. Work hard in showing people God's love. And sometimes you'll find yourself 
doing even more than you thought you had the capacity and ability to do. Oh, yes. And that's when some people will say that's when grace abounds because you get to a point where people actually ask you, well, how are you actually doing this? And you're like, I really don't know how I'm doing this, mm. <laughs> but somehow I'm doing this. Um, and that's an example of grace abounding. In, yeah. In because it's something where of your own, you know that you, you can't do it. But somehow, yeah. if you stay in the will of God and you stay anchored in his promise, he'll make a way for you. He'll always make he a way. He it will. might not necessarily be how you think it will be. It might not necessarily work out the way you want it to, but he will make a way in his sovereign goodness and, and, and you know, his omnipotence. He will make a way for you. So, yeah, I think it's important for us to, to tell people that grace is free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The gifts of the spirit are free. Mm-hmm. Do not be tempted, misled, miseducated to pay anybody for anything. Mm-mm. Free. Because they're free. And I know that we obviously have some new Christians within the group that come up with some of these questions sometimes and say, you know, we've been told X, Y, Z. Is this biblical? Should we be doing it? Um, and so, you know, I think it's important for us to say that. But, you know, obviously going back to, to grace, Giselle, um, this idea that we cannot work out our salvation, how, give us a, a couple of examples, both of you actually, of how Christians might be tempted sometimes. I know we've talked about, you know, obviously speaking in tongues, but as, as Christians sometimes, we, we can slide into this very righteous, look at me, I am doing good kind of attitude. How can we help people to avoid or to kind of check themselves and go, hang on a minute, you know, I think I'm going into dangerous territory here. It's not me at work. It's the grace of God at work. How can we, what can we ask people or, or encourage people or advise people to look out for um, to be able to spot when that starts happening? That is a tough one because mm. we try to point things like that out to people apparently they know better than you and it can cause a lot of aggravation Mm. and arguments and upsets which is you Sedona know I have got the brilliant neck of walking away from just oh yes bye Bye. teach me yeah (laughs) your face bothered no seriously Mm. um uh I believe that's where your gift of discernment kicks in okay and because to be told things like that that you have to work for your for the your god-given grace and everything which you know, we know that his grace it's it really is undeserved favor we've said that at the start for uh, mm-hmm. from him his favor and kindness onto us and it's because he loves us that we get it, not because we've done anything really great, good grades, mm. or we've given away all our money or something. Mm. It is religious spirits that tell people otherwise. And yes, and that's important. Gee, that's a very mm. good point. I mean, religious spirits, to me, that's that idea of the Pharisees. And I yes. Think- 
as Christians, sometimes we can very, very easily slip into that role without actually realizing it. Um, but yeah, religious spirits, G, just open that up and unpack that a little bit for like a couple of minutes. Just <laughs> religious that's spirits. a good thing. Because some people, some people actually think. No, yeah, some people don't understand it, yeah, and it's yeah, prevalent and in the church. Think, yeah, some people it's think they're being a good Christian, but you're kind of like, oh, you yeah, really you're just like, ticking boxes. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like, oh my goodness me, do I have enough time to do it all tonight? Um, I'll try a couple of minutes what, just to give what, people a bit of a we'll, flavour. We'll put we'll put this in the list so we will and, and do a proper talk on it sometime again. But religious mm. spirits, they really are about all over the place, and that's an attack on us. It really is that especially a new Christian, as we know, a new Christian gets all these doubts about sort of, you know, am I really saved? Uh, because mm -hmm. two, two years ago, I got saved two weeks ago, but two years ago, I stole a chocolate bar or told a mm -hmm. lie or something like that. We know that's the attack of the enemy coming to us. Mm -hmm. And it is still a, a, a religious spirit as well uh, coming, coming through him. It's... Yeah, and there are too many people out there. No, in the village hall here next mm. month, there's going to be a psychic night. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And we were over at uh, thinking that there was a the community council meeting on at the village hall tonight, but we got it wrong. Uh, it wasn't so we can pack home again early. But anyway, uh, talking to a man and he said, uh, something about church and he said yes him and his wife go to and they named the church and I said mm. oh nice he said yeah but my wife's really into all the psychic stuff so she'll be alone but how can you go to church how can you believe in God how can you say that you're a Christian but you go to psychic readings this many is, people don't this is this is religion this is religious spirits mm. and this is where a lot of denominations are not teaching the true bible they're teaching a watered down wishy-washy sugar candy coated version of it right so right. that's that's when all the religious spirits come in and because it clearly states in the bible you don't do that mm. uh, so i think that's really what i would try to explain about religious spirits is that it's it's all the do. It's all the do-gooders. You know, you must do. You have to do. You all the rest of it. Mm, yeah, mm, I think that's mm. it. Yeah. Gum, your turn. Yes. What was the question again? Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. How do you catch yourself when you know, this, when you're yes. being work-oriented? Yeah, when you're being. Excuse me, I do listen. Um, okay. I think, um, like you said, G, discernment is really important. Okay. And I think even just using, because, you know, the interesting thing, I think, with discernment is that it's kind of our natural senses that are heightened. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you will hear psychologists tell you to check yourself on certain things. And I feel like if you're in any position of leadership, right, mm -hmm. you have to really check yourself. So, for example, and what I'm talking about here in particular is pride okay. in the sense that you, you can almost want to be perfect in what you're doing. Okay. Or you can want to start relying too much on what people think of you mm -hmm. because then you would modify yourself. So, for example, you know, if you you preach, right, for example, you may then begin to care about how people react. Mm -hmm. And I say that because of what you said, Sidoni, that it's not really 
like when Paul was talking, he said, it's not I who work, it's, mm. it's God, right? It's the mm-hmm. grace of God. And I, I've heard preachers before they start, they will pray, they'll say, let me decrease and you increase. And before mm-hmm. I never really understood it, mm-hmm. but those places, platforms can can really let pride creep in, particularly mm-hmm. if you're highly gifted and you're really good at what you do, because mm. there are some of us, God has given us the ability to articulate ourselves very well, right? Mm. And you hear some of these preachers, you know, they, you hear the rhymes, it's like music, mm. and some of it, they're not just putting it on, that's just their style that God has given them, and mm. it's a very cool style, people can vibe with it, right? But if you're not careful, mm. and because people begin to, you know, like the style and they're reacting to it, you can almost begin to start feeling yourself a bit too much, you know? Mm, so yeah. you have to start looking for the symptoms. Are you the sort of person then who comes out of church and you're checking to see how many people gave you likes, you know, on your mm. page or how many mm. people, if somebody doesn't come and shake your hand and say, oh, father or pastor, wow, that sermon, you begin to feel bad. So mm. you really have to check yourself if you're in any platform situation, even press. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. press can become a performance. Mm-hmm. So, we have to be very careful of that Mm. sort of thing. And it's something that I'm actually learning myself. I don't even know how to do it, but just learning that when we're in a session, even as we are here, Mm. we don't rehearse this stuff, guys. No. So we have to really give credit to the Holy Spirit because there are times when one of us will come up with something and I just know. <laughs> Sidoni will come up. I speak to Sidoni almost every day. And sometimes Sidoni will come up with stuff. I'm like, ooh, girl, that ain't you. It's not rehearsed. But in a good way, right? <laughs> By the way, she's very, very smart. Okay, Sidoni in general is a very clever person. <laughs> no, she plays it down, but she's really, she's very smart. It's the grace of God. I it is. You say you're smart and I do really don't know. And she is. How do I spell genius, Sidoni? <laughs> it's it's the grace of God. But yeah, you're right, Ngum. I think you, you make a very good point about, and that's different for every single person. We all have our, I'm not going to call it a pinch point, but we all have our sort of pit pitfalls or, or areas where we know that we're perhaps a, a lot more susceptible to falling than others. Mm. Um, but, you know, certainly... This one really is that spirit of the Pharisees. I may be speaking to the seasoned Christians. I may be speaking to people that have known and walked with Christ for a very long time that are sort of tempted to go and, and oh, I'll go to church, two, three services on a Sunday, um, three more services during the week. Um, you know, I pay a tenth of my income for tithe. I tithe my income. Um, you know, I pray every night every morning and every afternoon before I you know I I help the poor I go out to homeless shelters and I you know I help feed homeless people I donate money to food banks like seriously I do all these things how can I how can God not be pleased with me yeah and so let me just say what you said I'm sorry to interrupt but just quickly uh about giving as well we have to be very careful because Sometimes people almost show off their giving. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful with that because that's a form of pride. I mean, you hear people brag, I gave this person this or I bought this person a car. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's coming from ministers of the gospel. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to slide that in. Yeah, no, that's, that's important. And it, it all comes down to the heart as well with giving. Like, Why are you giving? Like, I think sometimes 
people need to stop themselves and ask themselves, why are you giving? Are you, Gumi said this about, you said this before about having a transactional relationship with God. Are you giving because you're expecting that God will do something for you because you gave him something? Um, and that's not to say, you know, God isn't moved by our giving, but if we're giving with the wrong intention, I dare say he's not moved because Jesus said to the Pharisees, you tied even up to a tenth of you, you're dealing your spices. But you're, he actually called them a brood of vipers. Yet the, the, the widow who came, you know, with her widow's mind, but because her heart was pure and she, she gave all she had. Yes. God was moved. Jesus was moved by that. Jesus noticed that. You know, and I think sometimes it's not to say that your giving can't move God to bless you in ways that are unfathomable, whether that's financially, psychologically, mentally, you know, in your work, in your business. It's not to say God can't be moved to do that, but it depends with the heart with which you do it. Exactly. Absolutely. um, And I think, you know, this, like I said, this one's really for seasoned Christians that kind of think, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do this. Surely God's going to, you know like me like I'm a good person like surely God's gonna do me good because I've done I've done him good well no and no. I think we need to, you know, we need to kind of watch that thinking in ourselves mm-hmm. and think why am I doing this and the minute you start you start feeling like I'm doing this because I feel I have to and you're not doing it from a place of gratitude you're just doing it because you feel you have to that's a dangerous place to be um mm-hmm. Go on, G, you can say something. Well, like, doesn't Jesus tell the people that you that um, if he doesn't know us, we'll not get into heaven? Even though we'll say, but Lord, Lord, didn't I cast out exactly. demons in your name? Mm. Oh, you my know. goodness, G, you're so down with that. Yeah and, yeah, and I tell you, you know, all these people do it. And, and I do so dislike it when I see ministry, pe- people in ministry and things that, you know, they're giving out food parcels to people and giving out clothes parcels, but they take pictures of these poor people with nothing on them, nothing really. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, look at me. Aren't I so good doing all this? Exactly. Like, oh, that's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Or people announce amounts that people have given in church. I mean, I had an, an, an interesting situation like this happened in Cameroon a few years ago where somebody went and they donated money to a church. It was a substantial amount of money. Mm. And this was announced on Facebook. I was like, you know, and the sad thing is that apart from the fact that, of course, this can actually swell somebody up with pride. Think about the person who just came and gave like, I don't know, 50 francs, which in Cameroon that's like, I don't know, 5P, 35p or something. Maybe that's the best that they've got. It makes people that's feel as if they're not. Yeah. And, but, but in the world that we live in, especially today, you could feel like yours is not enough. Right. Mm. So it's just that thing of having consideration for one another. I mean, you even have groups where people do a contribution for something and amounts given are anonymized for this reason, because Mm. they don't want people to feel like, oh, my whatever I gave, this is the best I can do. But hey, it's not enough because somebody else has given Mm. a certain amount. And even with giving, like you said, sometimes people even the amounts that people give is not just that you give, but if we're not careful, you could almost feel like I didn't give a certain amount, so that's not good enough. Mm. And you know, I'm going to go there. You've heard these people who are like seed. Okay, they divide the people who are giving seed into groups. <laughs> I know. Like the five thousand dollar group. group. Like what? Mm. The, 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 the thing is too that um, 
those people who can give vast amounts and make mm. a big show about it, they can well afford it. And they're not relying on God for their next meal or for the next financials to come through the door to pay their rent and everything. Whereas the ones who like the widow's mite, I've sat in church sometimes and uh, maybe only a fiver in my purse. And that's all I have until my next payday, which could be two or three weeks away. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all bills are paid, food and house and everything, but uh, available cash, you've only got a fiver. And I've heard the Spirit of God say, put that into the collection plate. And I mm -hmm. put it in because I trusted God that he will supply exactly. everything that I need. Mm. So that's it. It's, 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 it's with your heart what you give. And it's mm. trusting in God that if you mm. give away your last night, now I'm mm. not saying you, you have to give everything away, but mm. you, if, if you give away your last night, you're fully trusting in God. And that's the important thing about it is whatever we do, we must trust in God. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Giving is a yeah. good way to actually learn dependence on God oh, because God, yeah. man, it's hard. As human beings, we like to have our money, right? You oh, like yeah, to we be like to feel in control, so, but yeah, yeah. Easy. yeah, very much. But, like, like I remember when I was living in Northern Ireland before I met and married Michael, uh, the house I was in, private rented house, and uh, the landlord was wanting to put the rent up by fifty pounds a month. And I couldn't yeah. quite afford that because I was already paying the rent out of uh, what, sa what little savings I had. Mm. I prayed about it. And I said, Lord, uh, if you want me to stay here, you will supply the finances for this. I left it at that. And um, a couple of days later, people that I was involved in a ministry with came and the couple came and they said, gee, we need to talk to you. I said, right, OK. And we've been praying and we feel God is telling us to uh, sew into your purse. And I said, OK, mm -hmm. that's fine. And they said, no, not your ministry purse, your personal purse. I said, yeah, OK, mm -hmm. fine. That's, I got that. It was 50 pounds a month. Wow. And that paid, Sometimes you just know. That paid the extra rent for me. Mm -hmm. And all because I put my faith in God. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, and, and when we do that, we see we see God's grace come through. Um mm -hmm. You know, and, and we've been talking about grace and a good one to just, you know, finish off on is Hebrews 4, 16. Um, and it says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Um, let us draw near to the throne of grace. That means God himself is gracious. He mm. is willing to be and gracious to us. We don't deserve anything, but he's actually telling us to approach. He's not saying approach his throne of tyranny. He's not saying approach the throne of dictatorship. He's not saying approach the throne of condemnation. Mm. He's saying approach the throne of grace. Amen. Because when you come to the throne of grace, trusting in Christ as your saviour, you will find mercy, mm -hmm. that we may receive mercy and find grace, which again is undeserved favour. We'll find grace at the throne of grace. It's not saying you'll find love. God is love. You'll find love with, at God. Like that, That's just like beautiful. At the throne of love. 
exactly you know you'll find grace at the throne of grace like where else can you that's the fountain of grace like where else exactly and that's the best place to get it you'll find grace there to help in your time of need and it doesn't say in your time of financial need doesn't say in your time of health need doesn't say in your time of mental need he just says in your time of need which means whatever need you've got you'll find grace at the throne of grace if you come um by faith trusting that in grace um you will find you know in christ you will find all these things so i think that's a really good one for us to just sort of remember that when we come to god we're approaching a throne of grace and his grace is sufficient for us in yes, all things. absolutely and we're approaching a throne of grace where we find mercy like at the foot of the cross judgment meets mercy and grace is poured out like just yeah yeah you come there with like with your sin with everything that you deserve but you get there and you say god i really know i deserve all this but please please i believe in your son jesus who's died to take my punishment please just show me mercy and god shows you mercy absolutely you know and i think that's that's something that a lot of christians new and old seem need to remember about the grace of god that it's there it's available for all Mm. it is free f-r-e-e free do not need to pay for it do not need to be scammed to do anything to get it all you need to do is believe in the lord jesus christ as your lord and savior that's all you need to do and at the throne of grace you will find grace in your time of need like every need you'll find grace for that there yes doesn't mean you won't get sick doesn't mean you won't be poor doesn't mean you won't struggle financially but somehow he'll give you the grace to go through it yeah Um, and i think that's that's a really really important thing that we need to to remember so thank you ladies it's been a wonderful conversation yeah absolutely um could you please pray us out before we say good night okay so father in heaven we thank you we thank you that we are able to approach your throne of grace today we thank you for your love father for your grace and your mercy there are many of us who have had your grace even before we were believers and we Mm -hmm. just didn't even know lord Every time that we have crawled to the finishing line, Lord, it has been because of your grace. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that we have had, so many things that have happened to us, absolutely undeserved blessings, Lord. But we thank you even more, Father, if we could say that, for the gift of salvation. Because if we ever really needed proof of your grace, Lord, that is it. Father, we pray that as we leave this place, we will be able to reflect on what we've learned today and begin to pinpoint grace in at different times in our lives lord we just want to ask you also father that as we go by our day not just tomorrow every day we may be able to pick out the little moments of grace that we have whether it's through the bus that stops for us for no reason whether it's just something that a child does our children some name is even lord We thank you and we cannot really thank you for your grace without thanking you for your mercy because they often go hand in hand, Lord. Mm. And we are just so grateful, Lord, that you are gracious 
And you're not just a God of grace. Your throne itself is made of grace. That should really make mm -hmm. us think of something, Lord. Mm -hmm. Because you hold grace so high up in your esteem. Mm -hmm. And you give it to us in abundance. Let's never forget mm -hmm. for all those moments when we despair, when we feel like we are out of our depth. Let's mm -hmm. just remember that grace is that fuel that can you know, work in so many different contexts, whether it's in coming to you, Lord, whether it's in having some kind of breakthrough or whether it's in that ability to do something that we can't normally do. Mm. Or even like Paul, sometimes your grace is just sufficient to see us through a kind of pain, but never really pain for the sake of it, more of something that you want to teach us. Father, help us to always remain humble in your presence. And help us with those little weaknesses that we have, Lord, those things that can make us stray from you. Mm. We know that we can always come to you and draw from your well of grace. We thank you for everything. We thank you for everybody in this ministry, for Sidoni, for Giselle, for myself, for all the members of this ministry, for their families, for everyone that's connected to them. Father, we just thank you for everything. And above all, we thank you for grace. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Say good night to everybody on Facebook. Good night, everybody. Good night, Facebook family. And good night to everybody on Playback and Zoom. Good, good night, night Playback people, Zoom people. <laughs> <laughs>